Hey, Domestic Don Josh Landers in the dungeon yet again. And I finally did it after all these years of buildup and sort of pessimistic attitude and the you can't do it, you're not good enough feelings uh, deep down in my core. Uh, I finally got a dick pump, a Reebok dick pump. Um, no, but I actually, I finally did a, a, a stand up comedy. Yeah, it was an open mic night at a local place that used to be a brewery. Uh, yeah, it wasn't like the best set that I've ever put together in my life or even that I know how to do that. Uh, but I got up there. I got up on stage at an open mic night as a 44 year old man and it felt good. But now, you know, after that was a week and a half ago, two weeks almost now, uh, it's kind of wearing off. The good feeling tends to go away, you know, it's kind of high, uh, buzzing, the adrenaline rush or whatever, uh, standing on stage in front of a bunch of strangers for five minutes and ranting about dumb, my wife getting fucked by our plumber, whatever the joke was. I don't remember. Uh, it, it got some yucks. It got some laughs. It was, it was okay. Uh, but it's just about the, it's just about getting up there. Uh, that's what's been stopping me over the last couple of years since I've had this dumb idea of, oh, let's, let's, let's try stand-up comedy in your 40s, Josh. Let's not do it when you're like 25 and still vibrant. Let's, let's, let's just wait till you have two children in double digits and a wife who hates you and wants to divorce you every three or four months. Let's wait until that time. That's where the good material comes from. You know, let's, let's not do it when you're, 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 you, you don't have any spider veins on your body in your upper 20s. Uh, let's not have that goal. Let's not reach that goal until fucking middle age. How about that? Until your beard goes n- nearly all white. And what is that about? Why is my beard white now? It, you know, the, the front, the mustache, the, the bottom, whatever, the chin is still, is still brown. But the, why are the sides all white? It's like, you know, a, a skunk pattern, I guess, to a certain degree. Hair is still staying, hanging in there, in there. The hair is still brown. Uh, a little couple gray wisps here and there, but nothing too uh, silvery yet. But let's just wait. Yeah, let's just start getting into a young man's game. Just like with rugby. What, hey, let's start when you're 30 years old, 31, whatever it was. Let's not do it when you're fucking young and faster than you were. Yeah, was I still okay? Was I still quick and fast? Sure. Can I tackle? Of course. But why couldn't I do these things earlier? Why does everything in my life have to wait till I'm older and, and on death's doorstep? Why does that have to be the case? Like getting my teeth fixed. I'm finally get, going through the process of getting braces at 44. I probably won't even get my first fucking brace on. Is, is that, what are, what's a singular brace? Is it a brace? I, I won't, won't, I'll, I'll probably get one on be, maybe before I'm 45 in a couple of months. But I'll be a 45-year-old man with fucking braces doing stand-up comedy at a, at a, at a local ex-brewery for 14 people. But like I said, it, was, it, 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 it felt good. It was, I was all hopped up on adrenaline. I had a couple of beers beforehand, even though I didn't want to. I kind of wanted to just go up sober. I didn't invite anybody. I don't know anybody anyways. But my five listeners, you know, no one would have come. I didn't want anybody to come. Uh, just because, so I just wanted to do it for myself. It was for me. I don't know how I would do if I knew people in the crowd. Uh, maybe better, maybe worse. I don't know. But like I said, it, it was okay. You know, I, I could have wrote, written a better five-minute set, uh, but I kind of have a natural ability, and I won't, I won't call it a talent, but I have a natural ability or affinity to get up in front of people and not give, not give a shit too much, uh, ex- externally speaking. Internally, I was a fucking mess. It, it was the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever done in my life. 
Uh, I played music in a bunch of shitty bands for a long time. Never was that nervous. I, I was always nervous getting uh, behind the drum, but I always had the drum set in front of me. It's much different. It's much more vulnerable. You know, if we're going to use those guru words, I, I let my vulnerability shine. Uh, and I've been a teacher for years. I, I go up in front of a class to a bunch of fucking idiots who don't give a shit about what I'm teaching about. They don't care about English curriculum. I'm teaching about like fucking PhD level shit at a goddamn fucking junior college in, in, in the northern coast of California. Not even the northern coast, the northern fucking valleys of California. It's some bohunk uh, uh, college for eight years. And, and now I'm still doing it again remotely. No one cares. Oh, let's, let's talk about the, the, the food and water industry. Let's talk about big agriculture and big pharma and all the, uh, uh, um, all the, uh, the travesties that, is going, that are going on with the one percenters and how they're, they're doling out uh, poison to us willingly. And we're well, not willingly. Well, they're willingly doing it, but we're willingly buying this poison and just ingesting it into our body without care. Hey, let's teach about the panopticon and surveillance, how we're just living a fucking Orwellian surveilled world. Let's look at Abu Ghraib and what happened with the, uh, uh, the troops over there, the American troops who were in inflicting torture and abuse to, to innocent Iraqis and Afghanis uh, uh, during uh, both Bush's and Barack Obama's regime. Hey, let's not talk, but no interest. No interest in that whatsoever. Some students might be like, oh, okay, wow, this is fairly more, this is more, this is more interesting than I thought. I thought we were just going to read stories. No, so I've been doing that for years. So, of course, I can get up on a fucking platform and talk for five minutes and don't give a shit if people are listening or retaining any of the information that I'm getting. I'm not giving anything sort of highfalutin. There's no highfalutins here. It's me talking about like a, uh, my, my wife getting fucked by a plumber. Like I said, that's what the joke was. That was a joke. It was about manifesting, and then I, went, I talked about white women and gurus and Karens. But at least I did it. So I got to give myself credit for that. Don't I? Don't I have to feel some pride? That's what I'm going to go up tomorrow, I believe, too, every Wednesday at this place. Go up for five minutes. I don't know if I'm going to have any sort of uh, uh, rapport with anybody else, any other comics that are out there. Will I be invited to do uh, more time at some point in another venue? I don't know. I don't know how this fucking shit works. I just know I can go up there for five minutes, talk some sort of bullshit, and, and, and do okay. Do okay. And I'm, I'm building material. I have my gay fucking notebook with a pink uh, D, uh, D on it for dickhead, right? So I, I, I'm, I'm building some things. Yeah, could I do 20 minutes at a clip? Probably. Is it going to be all coherent and cohesive and, and work together and flow into one? No. Yeah, but like I said, it was fucking ner nerve-wracking, really nerve-wracking. And I didn't want to drink, but I did. I had a couple of barley pops beforehand, all right? It seems pretty apropos. It seems fairly normalized for uh, comedians. I'm not calling myself a comedian just yet. But it seems pretty normal for people to go. I did it with drinking, with drums, with playing in bands. We drank all the time before getting up there. I wanted to get blown by some sort of Mohawk mania chick, but never did because I was a pussy. I look like a woman until I was 19 years old, or probably 22 years old, until I could grow facial hair and ball hair, right? I, 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 I wish I had that sort of rock and roll lifestyle when I was 16 or 17 or 18 years old. When, when people used to call me Sally, right? I have no hair on my legs. I'm tan. I have long blonde hair back then. A surfer chick, surfer, whatever. Did I even have a cock? I don't even know. But I could play drums. And we played with okay bands here and there. But then we also played with some shit bands as well. All right, but like I said, I didn't care. But I was always the one wanting to uh, fuck practice. We we could practice in our garages, and and, and be, get better. 
But what we, what we need to do is play shows. We have to fucking, and now I became the guy, I became like the promoter of certain bands that I was in. I, I was the one going to get shows later on when I was going into my uh, uh, younger 20s, into the mid-20s. You know, I'm like, we need fucking shows here. Before I moved away from the old San Diego County and the fucking dusty uh, dustbin bowl of my hometown, the cow shit and the chicken shit wafting in the air still to this day. The 4-H saddle-ass girls. I love saddle-ass women. Right, they have the big saddle, flat asses. Not even flat, just juicy. You know, I think they still have them back there. Don't, but yeah, but I, I wasn't. I, was I into it back then? I think I, one chick I made out with. She had a saddle ass. You know, she had the saddlebag ass. I should have tapped that. I should have done it. I should have been the cow poke. I should have. I should have been her cow poke. But I didn't. I didn't pull the trigger. Uh, but I, I finally did it with comedy. I don't know. I mean, now I'm old. I'm ugly. I'm yellow faced and decrepit, with my coffin fucking teeth. And uh, now there's no, there's not going to be any perks to doing comedy. It's like, oh, you're doing it for the chicks? No, there's no chicks that's going to want. That. I'm married too. The person I'm married doesn't even like me. And all of a sudden, I'm going to, no, that's not going to happen. But we'll see. We'll see what comes of it. All right. But I'm going to, I'll pursue this sort of pseudo dream yet again. What, what else am I going to do in my life? What other fucking dumb things can I possibly get myself into? Yeah, bodyboarding contests when I was a kid, surfing quite a bit, skateboarding a little bit here and there, right? Football, I loved, you know, when I was younger. Had a dream about, so I, I, I drew a picture, I can't draw or shit, I'm the worst visual artist there is, but I drew a picture of me having touchdown fever with my Pop Warner number, which was like uh, 89, what the fuck was my Pop Warner? No, it was like 70, 78 or some shit, I have a picture of myself with my, with my beautiful tan, uh, uh, hairless legs. And, and, and my blonde uh, fucking mullet, whatever it was, and uh, not quite a mullet, but like long swooping bangs. You know, I, I was in my uh, in my gear with like a number seventy eight. Why was I number seventy eight as a tight end? I don't know. I blocked pretty well, but I also could catch and run. So I had that dream of touchdown fever. I've got touchdown fever, and I used to sing that song to myself when I was asleep, just like watching after after watching the Karate Kid. And just like feeling like I, I, I was fucking Ralph Macchio, Danielson, right? I could just do the, the crane and kick the shit out of Johnny! Just sweep the leg, Johnny! Or whatever, fuck the guy, Cobra Kai for life. Right? I, I, I would have those pipe dreams of, of, of football stardom, but I was small. 5'1 and 90 pounds as a freshman in high school is not going to get it done. It's, you're not going to get it done when you play Pop Warner up until 10th grade. Then I tried out for the football team and I made it. I made the football team, but I didn't stick with it because then I started playing music. Punk rock found me, I guess, or I found it. And then again, failure at that. Stop playing for whatever reason. Women got in the way. Wives, kids, whatever, moving, college, I don't know, all these other fucking pipe dreams. Then I say, oh, let's, let's, write, let's start writing, Josh. Let's go from some of the hardest things to do for a career. Football player. Then you're going to be a, a musician. Hey, then why don't you go to school for not something feasible like accounting or, or 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 teaching or whatever it might be, right? Something that you can get an actual job out job at. Uh, maybe how about human resources? Why don't you be an HR manager of some kind, right? Why don't you go into management of 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 Parks and Rec? Why don't you do something like that? You know, something you you worked in Parks and Rec for a little while when you were younger, Josh, didn't you? Why don't you go into that field? Have a nice kind of carved out path. No, no, no. Let's go to grad school for creative writing. Let's just ditch all the science classes that you took. 
That's like the, 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 another dream of being like a park ranger or working outdoors at these beautiful uh, national parks that are out there. Hey, let's give away. Let's throw that away and let's go start writing fucking dumb stories about some uh, some loser who works at a at a liquor store marrying a, 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 a male or a bride who happens to be a corpse. That was my first story that I got published. My first story that got published was that about a man, a loser, not unlike myself, who marries a mail-order bride, and he feels like it's going to be a Russian of some kind, maybe Ukrainian, you know, sign of the times. But this is, this is back in, like, 2003 or something, 20 years ago, when I first started writing. So, so the, the first, the, the, but no, she's dead. She comes in the box, it's a corpse, but he still fucking marries her. I didn't have any scene of necrophilia, but it was there. It was insinuated. But yeah, let's go into that dream of writing story. Hey, let's write a novel or two. Let's try to get that. Hey, let's get a New York agent. How about that? How about you get a New York agent, which I did, Foundry Media and Molly Glick, my former agent. Let's get a book out. Let's try to write a novel and then try to sell that, which I tried and then again failed. So now what's, what's the next step, Josh? What's the next step you could do? Let's do stand-up comedy. Yet another action of creativity another outlet that is out there that you could probably be okay at decent at but let's kind of see what which way you fail here let's just do it now in mid-century mid-century that's where i'm going towards 50 years old in six years five and a half or less than six years five and some change let's go towards your mid-century mark doing stand-up comedy at local former breweries in a town you don't want to live in how about that but it was it was all right it was fun. And I got to say, I don't know any of their names. You know, I'm not going to be one of those guys that says, like, I'm better than anybody else. But I wasn't the worst. I wasn't the worst that I got up there. And that's what made me feel a little bit better about myself. I was sitting there, got there at 6. My wife, God love her, she urged me to go. She was kind of making me feel bad, maybe. Like, just do it. Just go. Just do it. Right? So I got my fuck it, okay. I didn't know if I was going to do it that night. I've been talking about it for over a year now. I've been doing this podcast for fucking, I don't know how long now, three and a half years, something like that, and it hasn't gotten anywhere. So I figured I got to do something else. Why not try this? And then again, I just kind of had that, you know, that whatever it might be, that repression that I have in my, in my core, you know, the, 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 the lack of self-worth. Uh, the lack of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, wherewithal, uh, confidence, there it is, the fucking lack of confidence that is just kind of part of my family, it seems like, to a, to a general degree, you know, um, that we have to break through, it seems like, for whatever reason, it's genetic, I think, to a certain, uh, certain degree of my family, but, you know, to break through that confidence barrier, the lack of confidence barrier, um, yeah, so th- th- that was it. Me sitting at the bar, talking to the bartender. I'm just like, ah, it's open mic night, huh? <laughs> I, know it's, I know it's fucking open mic night. I know what's going on at Barrel Proof or whatever it's called. Uh, but Proof, uh, uh, is that what it's called? Barrel Proof? Something like that. Uh, whatever it is. You know, like I said, former brewery. But, and it's, a, it's an okay location. They, they did well. It looks like it's got to be a, some, some sort of scene, man. You know, it looks like it could be vibrant. It, it could be something I could do as a hobby. Uh, you know, for a little while, just to hone in on my on, on my practice. You know, hone in on on, on my presence, I guess, on the stage. Uh, but yeah, just uh, fucking yucking it up with the bartender. Oh yeah, you gonna try it? I'm like, ah, I don't know. Have you ever done, you ever done it before? Nope, never done it before. Well, there's a guy behind. There's a sign up list. Da-da. And then I'm like, oh, nervous as shit inside, watching hockey or something, whatever. Drinking a fucking ten dollar beer, ten dollar beer. Drinking a ten dollar beer that I didn't really want to order. I was trying to go on a little bit of a sober streak, but I'm like, ah, if I'm gonna do this, I probably need one or two. That's been my whole life. Have one or two, Josh. 
Before you get up uh, playing with a band, one or two drinks. Before you play rugby, get that tall can of Rolling Rock before you go, go destroy your fucking body. So I've been doing this for a long time. So I figured, all right, loosen up a little bit, then do it. But I was like, nah, I'm just going to leave. Uh, maybe I'll just watch. So I'm just going through that sort of turmoil, you know, back and forth. Back, and I'm sure I'm not the only person who's tried to do these dumb things that, that has gone through that. And then eventually I just, ah, fuck it. I just signed up, and then I see the list. Nobody's signing up first. No one's even signing up for the first 10 slots. The first person, or maybe the first five or six, the first person signed up for, like, slot seven. Everybody has five-minute increments. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just fuck it. I'll go first. I was talking to the guys on, no, no, no. Is this your first time? Yep. You're not going first, which is stupid. I was just like, fuck it. Throw me in the fire. I don't care. Right? Throw me to the demon dogs. Right? I, it doesn't matter the hellhounds. I don't care, man. Just get, let me get it over with, see how much of a failure I can possibly be, and then he just kind of he fit me in somewhere, which is fine. And then I went and sat at a table in the back like I usually do, back of the class, not the head of the class, and then just watched. And then I, I watched the first couple of people go up there. I'm like, all right. Then the confidence starts building. It's like every time I go to the dentist, every time I go to the doctor, it's the anticipation before sitting in that chair or sitting at the blood pressure machine, whatever it might be, that I'm freaking out the most. It's that 10 minutes, 15 minutes before I get into that fucking blood pressure chair or before they tilt me back and stick instruments in my fucking face like a goddamn alien uh, 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 invasion, right? An anal probe, which would be better than sometimes sticking shit in my mouth, right? But it's, uh, that's, that's where I'm the worst, but then once you settle in, you're like, ah. And then once like the blood pressure machine shows how high it is, white coat syndrome, all that bullshit, I'm like, oh, okay, now we can settle in. Now I'm okay. Right? All that sort of weird anticipatory adrenaline or whatever it might be, fear, anxiety, uh, is kind of filtering itself through. It's, it's processing. All right? This is a guru episode. It's processing. All, it's it's, it's, it's uh, uh, manifesting. As that was another part of my stupid joke that I had last time. But... And then I'm watching. And, and no offense. Again, I'm no expert. I'm not good, right? But I, I, like I said, I, can't, I know how to talk in front of people. I know how to act the part to a certain degree. Is it all funny? No. Is it all going to be funny in the future? No. Is there going to be bombs here and there? Uh, more so than successes, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm used to that, right? It is like a band. It is like writing. We used to play shows with nobody there. We would play shows at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night on a fucking Tuesday in a shitty part of San Diego County with like two bums and two fucking meth whores sitting there if we're lucky. And maybe we would get drink tickets. Maybe we would get free beer, but maybe we wouldn't. We would never know. And the bands we played with, sometimes they sucked. Sometimes they were good. Sometimes we sucked. Sometimes we were okay. And this is several bands. This isn't just one. And then the ones that I stuck with more, it never got much better. Yeah, one time we played with Marky Ramon and the Intruders. That was like a big highlight, a Ticketmaster. But not Ticketmaster where people would go buy a ticket to see us. We had to fucking sell the Ticketmaster tickets. We needed to get like 50 people to show up, and we did. And it was nice. I never met Marky Ramon. I don't even think he stuck around. I don't even think he was there yet to watch us play when we opened the show. But we did it. You know, we we're trying to reach those sort of greater heights of creativity and presence on the stage. And that's kind of what I'm doing. But like I said, I knew we had the chops to do it. I knew we could do it, but we just kind of failed with the motivation to do. So I, like I said, not an expert here. Wild, massive room for improvement. But I'll just say now to my five listeners, it's documented that I've done it once. And then I could do it twice and then three times. You know, I won't get better until the hundredth time, most likely. But some of these people going up, I think, have a little bit of delusions of grandeur. And I think it's most a lot, a lot of people be like, oh, 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 I can, I can write. I can be a writer. 
oh, I can do this. I can, and a lot of people do it with creativity, right? They think, oh, I could be a painter. Oh, I could do, be a dancer. I could be a, uh, an athlete, which has a lot of artistic integrity. No, you can't. And I'm not saying I can be a comedian, but I know I have a little bit more of a foot in the door at 44 years old than some of the guys that I saw last time. That's what, made me, that's what gave me a little bit more confidence. Just sitting there drinking my $14 beer, and I was just watching some guys go up there, and just it was hard. It's like, you know, when you used to watch those like 80s and 90s sitcoms and there's some embarrassing character that comes on the screen, you kind of just want to turn away and be like, oh, you don't want to watch the embarrassment. Or you're watching some rom-com with some chick, you're, you got your two finger, two knuckles deep already in her and you're trying to like watch and there's some embarrassing moment happens, you're like, oh, you shine away and you pull your hand out, it's all slick and slippery and it smells like, like, like last month's uh, Italian fish market in Sicily, Catalonia, is that a place? Uh, uh, whatever it might, but it felt like I said, just settling in, settling in, and then what is Molly? There were so many guys that went up there, and you know those, these these are like NorCal dudes. You know they got like flipped hat, or you know, their hats are like straight build, and I can't understand really quite what they're saying, but they're talking about getting fucked up, and every other word is fuck and this and fuck and that, and I was wasted and I was fucked up, and I'm watching these guys, and I'm you know good for them, they got up there. But where, where is the essence? Where is the, where's, the, where's, the, where's the core, right? Where's the core of the story? And I'm, it's not, I'm not a jokey guy. I'm not going to be doing jokes and one-liners here and there. But I know I can spin a yarn. But I don't know what the thing, I, I had to look up what Molly was. I'm like, Molly, what the fuck is, I guess it's ecstasy now? I, don't, I, I knew I've heard of Molly before. What the hell is that noise? Yeah, it's, it's a work phone. My wife's work phone. I don't know. Um, that she never answers. But uh, uh, so, not, again, not, 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 I'm giving myself a little bit of credit, but not a lot. All right? So I know I'm better than going up and just talking about getting fucked up and, 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 and sucking some dude's dick or something, whatever it might be, male or female. And there's a couple of good ones that went up there. There's some people who are like, ah, that's polished. That's good. You know, and you know, that, that, when I saw that, I'm like, all right, I'm not, like I said, any better or worse than anybody that's trying to do this fucking shit, all right? I'm not at all. But again, I'm trying to build something, all right? So I'm going to give myself that a, a, a little bit, all right? Got to give myself that. So 44 years old, first time doing comedy. Maybe I'll start tr- going to Sacramento every once in a while. Maybe I'll try to find some open mics in San Francisco. God forbid. I don't want to fucking go to that demon land. Uh, fucking zombie, zombie land part four. I don't want to do that. I want to go to the uh, fucking Dawn of the Dead down there. But, you know, that's where the venues are at. All right. Maybe if I travel around and go places, maybe I'll see if there's an open mic. And I'll just like build up on my chops. That's it. That's my, that's my life now. God, how pathetic can this possibly be? And I know I've been talking about the, the Europe trip for the last three or four weeks, whatever it's been now, and I'll get there a little bit. Um, I was thinking about something today. I don't know if this, this will be a bit or not. I'm going to do something tomorrow, I think, with uh, uh, you know, having fairly normal kids uh, and how boring it is, how I wanted the fucked up kids. I don't get into serial killers, and I'll get into sort of women's uh, sex toys and things like that. And I thought it would be kind of fun. You know, the women's sex toys is, is, is interesting because like, you know, they have funny names for them, the butterfly kiss. Uh, uh, the, 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 the magic wand, you know, the, the, the penguin flipper, whatever fuck it, I don't know what it is, but it's all like very disnified, right? Uh, and I was, I was thinking the other day when I was walking the dog, cause this is what I do. This is how much of a loser I am. And this is how much opportunity my jobs that I have give me to just freewheel throughout the day and still make meager, uh, uh, wage. But still, I get a lot of time to just ruminate, right? To think. And I was, you know, it would be funny if Disney kind of got in, you know, they have a lot of controversy now with being too woke. 
uh, Ron DeSantis and, and 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 Disney World. You know, they're they're in some legal battle of some kind. I don't know. I don't I don't get in the ins and outs of that. But you know, they're gay. They have like gay princesses now or male princesses. I don't know what's going on in this world. All right, there's rainbows everywhere and shit. You know, Disney gay, Mickey's gay. Goofy's sucking off fucking Daisy. I don't know what's uh, Daisy Duke, Daisy Duck, whatever it might be. <coughs> you know, Pluto's a fag. Is, is that Disney? Pluto. Yeah, Pluto's a dog, right? They're all gay. All dogs are gay. They'll, they'll fuck a squirrel. They, they'll do whatever they want. They'll bust nut, right? That's what dogs do. But is Pluto the dog? I think Pluto was a dog. Okay. Anyways, but, you know, Disney should get into the sex toy business. And I thought it would be funny to, like, name them after Disney characters. You know, you have, like, the uh, Little Mermaid. She's black now. But it's still Ariel. You'll have the Ariel uh, anal probe. You know, you'd have, like, Mulan's Muff Diver. Or something like that. Uh, Moana's moaner, whatever. It might, you know, that, I was just it'd be fun. It'd be fun on stage just to kind of throw those out there, get the crowd a little bit into the game with those those things as well. What what other characters are Ursula's uh, urethra? Is that something a woman has? Uh, is that a, is that a male? What's a what's a urethra? Urethra Franklin? <clears throat> is it part of your dick or is it part of your puss? I don't know, but whatever it might be, you know, I think I thought it'd be fun. There's a lot of room to play there. You know, I don't know all the names. Lilo and Stitch, double. Fisting gangbang fucker. I don't know, whatever it might be. All right. Kind of fun, right? Um, but, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll end with that tomorrow. Maybe I'll play with that a little bit. The, the idea of the, of the idea the, of, of sex toys, women's sex toys. I and mean, how strange. And, you know, finding my, my wife's dildo is never fun. Uh, or if you have a wife and you find her sex toy, it's very emasculating, right? Uh, unless they have like some little pygmy rocket or whatever they call it. It's probably like a, a, a Speedy Gonzalez uh, uh, pink dick, whatever that, whatever that thing's called, uh, whatever that toy uh, has been marketed as. You know, it's always emasculating when you see like a 10-inch cock. And I'm not saying that's why my wife. I'm just saying if, if you, if men out there, my five listeners... If your significant other, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, I don't know if any women listen to this, but if you're if you find but men don't have sex toys, do we? We don't have sex toys whatsoever. We do, but they're they're gross. It's like those sleeves. It's like coming into I use my couch potato. That's what I used. All right. So I've talked about that before. I, I, I jizzed in my couch potato when I was like 13, 14 years old. Now they have like fleshlights. Now they have like mass mass uh, masturbatory sleeves. What do you do with the cum? I don't use they have pocket pussies. Where does the cum go? So you're using these like weird uh, uh, trisections or vivisections or cross sections, whatever you want to call it. You're 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 using all these like you're you're fucking these these silicone uh, uh, things, these items, these like you know amputees almost. You, you you have a doll with no legs or arms, and you just got like silicone tits and some some uh, porn actresses modeled pussy, and you're just banging it. You know where does the cum go? If any man out there could tell me, because it's a mystery to me, do you have to wipe it up? Is, is, is there like a sponge in there? Does it does it expunge itself out? Is there like a thing like a kayak has? You know, when you go kayaking and there's like a little thing on the bottom and you could you could unscrew it, you know, and, and you, you tip the kayak up and all the water, all the excess water that maybe spilled into your into your vessel while you're you're you're, you're breaching some river or broaching or fording, whatever you, whatever you call doing something on the river. Whenever you're going down the rapids and some water spills in, you could, you could, you know, it's a little like a spigot or what's the fuck it's called? It's a, it's a plug in the bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. There's a hole in the bucket. You pull that fucking thing out <coughs> with a cork. And what's it called? I don't even know what it's called. I have kayaks. I don't know what it's called. But you, you have that thing, you pull it out and it just like water drips out. Is that, does a pocket pussy have that? Does it have some like silicone rubber stopper and you just ploop and you plop it out and it just goes, 
And, or do you like squeeze it like a duck in a bathtub, like a rubber duck in a bathtub? You know that if you guys have kids, you know, or if you still, if you're, if you're one of those Disney adults that still goes to Disneyland and shit and you take baths, I took a bath today and it's always gross, but I still do it sometimes. It helps, it helps weirdly with like panic attacks and anxiety. And I fucked up my back yesterday doing some deadlifts. I wasn't even in the middle of a deadlift. I was just like reaching down for the bar and I felt a pop in my lower back. I'm like, Ugh. So I took a bath today. All right. But if you're one of those adult Disney people with people are starting to make fun of, I think we're starting to get enlightened now that people who go to Disneyland by themselves without children, which I've talked about before. But I see these other people on Twitter now. They're stealing my shit. They're stealing my material. These are the things that I can talk about on stage. And now I'm getting I'm getting my shit stolen before I even make it. It's not fair. But if you take baths with like Nemo characters and shit, and you know, I've had I have two kids. You know, my, my son might have a fucking turtle or something, like Crush or Flash or whatever the hell his name is from Finding Nemo. Uh, Crash. Is that his name? Crash Bandicoot. And, you, you know, you, you, water gets in those fucking rubber shit, right? And then you just you have, to, you have to squeeze them out at the end of the day. Or you, you squirt your fucking daughter in the eye, uh, you know, to have fun. And it's, uh, you know, the blinds are for the rest of the life. It, just get her ready. Get your daughter ready because someone's going to jizz in her eye at some point. Gross, I know, but it's going to happen. Ask any female who's had a dick near her face. It's it's in her eye. So if you're doing that in the bathtub and you have a rubber ducky and you're, 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 you're an adult person in like a Mickey Mouse swimsuit and you're just sitting there playing with your rubby, rubber ducky, you gotta, you gotta expel the water. Is that what pocket pussies have? Is that what masturbatory sleeves have? Is that what the fleshlight has? You have a flashlight, fleshy flashlight pussy and where does it, do you have a little stopper that you just pull out and just, and you, you have to squeeze it out? It, it's gross. Do you have to bleach it afterwards? Simple green? What do you do to clean those things out? So I might go there. That be that could be a topic of choice that I might talk about at some point at an open mic comedy night. But I can't talk for 29 minutes, which I've talked to you already now about comedy and pocket pussies. I can't do that. I got five minutes. Do you see how hard this is? Five minutes. It's not a lot of time. But it could be an eternity if you don't know what the fuck you're doing at all, which is going to happen. Could happen to me tomorrow night. I don't know. Um, I thought about like you know, most white women, it seems like, I think they go to like Black Lives Matter rallies for a reason, right? Because they don't like white men. I think that what I, I've been kind of on white, like a white women tear lately, and maybe my whole life, maybe because I'm married to them, maybe because that's all I know. It, it's kind of sad. I don't know one person of color. I don't know one POC or BIPOC. Is that something? Is that a biracial person of color? I don't know. I don't know a lot of people with, with color in their skin, with melatonin. I don't. I know some, not a lot. All right. So I don't know what the I don't I don't know what other women think. I kind of know what white women think, or at least I think I think I know what they think, right? I I I I, I assume I guess a little bit. Um, I I don't know if it's true, but what I've seen in my life is it seems like white men women don't like white men, especially if you grow up on like the left coast or the right coast. And you guys know what I'm talking about, the upper right coast and just anywhere on the left coast. If you know a white woman who grow, grew up on the left coast of this country. They probably only like uh, people of color, or men who are color. Or maybe they like men who are not. I don't know. I'm just going by experience. So what I've noticed, though, is that there's a lot of white limp women at these rallies. But I think it's because they like cock, right? And we all, we're, we're, a little, we're a little afraid to say things like this in our society. But I think women like dick. And I think they're a little bit more free now. God save them. God love them. God save the queen. But it's it they 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 should be able to like call it. It's, it's okay. It's but they you know and they could talk about it now. But it seems like it's all like the the, the dudes with big schlongs, or at least the assumption of that they like them better. 
you, you see a lot of white women at like BLM rallies, right? You don't see a lot of white women at like a, a stop Asian hate rallies, do you? I don't know. I'm go- I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm just playing here. All right. But I think it is about the idea of, of, of schlong size does matter. Black lives matter, but black dick lives matter. I think a little bit more for these white women. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe if you go in the center of the country, it's totally uh, opposite. Not sure. But I think there is something to that. And I come from a, um, a, 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 a part of society where I am the only, I was at one point in, in my family, my extended family, my married into family, I was the only white uh, husband, boyfriend, what have you. The only white one. And mind you, my wife's family's all white. They're all honkies, right? They might be honkies who lived and grew up 15 minutes from the uh, Mexican-California border, right? But they're all honkies. But I think through, and I'm, I, I was my wife's, I think, only white boyfriend before, I, I think I was the first. And I'm not saying black don't crack, it, it don't, right? But white's not, white's not always right either. But whatever reason, you know, she stuck, she stuck it out with me. But I've just noticed, like, the, the disparity there a little bit. Like, white women, I think, have a little bit more of an eye towards the, the people of color, the, 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 melatonin, the melatonin efficient crew. So, you know, the, the struggle for the white man continues on, doesn't it? The struggle for the white man to keep their white women. It does. But, you know, do I have a thing for Asian chicks? Eh. Black women, sure. <coughs> Redheads, I don't know. You know, is that, are they considered white? Or is that just another alien form of life? Uh, now, redheads can be hot. Black chicks, everybody can be hot, right? But I'm just, I, I, I just noticed it a little bit more. That, you know, I think there's a twinkle in the eye for the typical white woman, middle-aged white woman, to be like, hmm, all right. Because just, she's visualizing his fucking, his, his pant meat. That's all it is. She's just visualizing that fucking big sausage at some point. Because they say, like, oh, size doesn't matter. I think they're lying. I think they're lying there. So if you ever said, like, if you've had a woman say, oh, yours is just, it's, it's fine. You know, ah, I think it's, you know, it's, if you talk to a woman about, ah, what do you think? Is it average? Is it big? They'll say, like, ah, it doesn't matter. Oh, or they'll say, like, oh, I don't know. Lies. All lies. I don't know what I'm talking about. But what I noticed in Belgium, all right, we're finally in Belgium now. I don't even know where I was last time. I think I talked about Prague. Yeah, we went from Prague to Belgium, 12-hour fucking train ride, whatever the hell it was. <clears throat> get to Belgium, and my wife was saying when we got back, she, oh, I, I, we, I've been to Brussels with her, I've been to Belgium before, and she's oh, I don't remember how di- diverse it was. That's why I started, getting th- started thinking about this. She said, oh, it's, it seemed like a lot, a lot more diversity than I remembered in Belgium, and a lot more like Middle Eastern. I'm like, oh, there it is. There's a fucking red flag again, middle-aged white woman, right? Can't be just, oh, she didn't say anything about Prague. She didn't say anything about Munich, about the men there, but now it's going to be about, I mean, she didn't mention anything about the men in Belgium. It was just about diversity. So that, that's what got the wheels. That's what got the hamster kind of moving around and stuck up my ass, Richard Ge- a la Richard Gere style. That's what got, mm, I wonder if there is something there about uh, uh, women and, and, and non-white men. Uh, you know, so my five listeners, if you, if you feel like there is something there, um, it is something I would like to discuss and, and, and think about it. But Belgium, all right, it was fine. Uh, but now we're going back into the Jew world, right? So had fun, Prague was great. And the train ride back to Belgium was fine. Get out, you know, get to, we get to Brussels late at night, 10 o'clock at night, whatever it was. I got a fancier hotel. I didn't tell my wife this, but I got a hotel that was like $225 a night, which is kind of pricey for us as a family. <clears throat> we usually go for like the, you know, around the 150 maybe 175 if we're traveling around. I gave up a long time ago. 
on going to Motel 6s. I've just had too many bad experiences at Motel 6s. Even if I'm traveling by myself now, I'd rather probably not go to a Motel 6, but I could probably handle it better than going with my family. For whatever reason, I think there's going to be like a stabbing, some sort of shooting, some sort of killing, or some sort of loud, loud fucking going on, right? If I have my kids with me and my wife, maybe by myself, I don't mind a shooting, I don't mind a fucking heroin overdose. I don't mind uh, uh, people uh, anally uh, fucking in, in the th- between the thin walls of plaster of, of room 107 and 106. I don't mind that if it's just by myself. I could tolerate it. I could tolerate the, the, the cum-stained uh, picture frame on the wall because, you know, people have probably come on those as well, like of a, of a, a portrait of a flower or whatever it might be, or if Motel 6 is trying to enhance themselves to put some sort of picture of like an Ansel Adams photography, a, a knockoff of like a, of, of a of fog rolling over a bridge or something like that in, in, in Maine. You know, they'll have those pictures. You know those come on there? You know the, the people making 14 bucks an hour cleaning those uh, hotels in California? They're not cleaning the cum off the frames. So I don't know. If, I don't care if that's rattling. While some woman is get getting titty fucked in the in the in the fucking bathtub next door, it doesn't mind by myself. I don't care, but again with my family, I can't do it. So we were on a budget through most of Europe, and the budget of Europe, so I'd say one fifty a night. One fifty a night was the budget that we we're kind of at for a hotel. But while I was looking at Belgium, and for whatever reason, Belgium was expensive. We were gonna go to Amsterdam. Didn't really totally want to go, but just because we're around that area, might as well try it out. My wife's been there. She's like a poser sort of stoner. She, oh, yeah, we can get a brownie or, you know, I'm like, I'm not doing that shit in fucking Amsterdam. Have you seen me on weed? I, 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 I don't know if I talked about this at another podcast. I can't remember. I don't listen to myself. But I, I, I smoked some weed and it fucking knocked me out a couple of weeks, a month ago. Knocked me out. Legless. Couldn't move. Right? I did talk about that, I think. So I'm not going to be in some foreign country in fucking Holland. Is that the Netherlands? Holland, Netherlands, all the fucking say. I'm not going to be in Amsterdam and, and take some brownie where I don't know exactly what kind of weed it has in it. What is the strength? What strain does it have? I don't fucking know if it's sativa or splendor or fucking goat milk, whatever the goddamn flavors they have, blueberry punch. I don't even know what the strains are, all right? Indica, indica, sativa. Oh, it's got to be indica. Well, it's sativa. Is there only two? That's it? One gets you fucking amped up. The other one uh, uh, drowns your life, your brain, whatever it might be. I suck with caffeine. I had three small cups of coffee on on Saturday. I was wired. I'm like, ooh, here we go. I was buzzed. Not drunk. I I need almost beer after caffeine to get myself even again, level. So weed and Holland sound terrible, but we could have gone, but then it was expensive. But then when I was looking at Brussels, I'm like, fuck, it's just as expensive. But I didn't tell my wife. I'm like, fuck it. And it's my money. Separate bank accounts, my fucking money. I'm like, all right, I'm getting this $225 a night. And it was nice. It was in, I don't know what district of Brussels. I wanted to be able to just like walk to the La Grande Place. I wanted to, uh, or Grande Place, what do they call it? I want to be able to walk to the main squares of Brussels, my dad's hometown. And that's kind of why we wanted to go back there to show the kids where their grandfather grew up and almost was murdered in World War II. Right, I wanted to, I, We wanted to go there just to see the streets, the same little streets that Piertica, my father, uh, would 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 travel through as a young chap, speaking oh, 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 you know, speaking French, the language he did not teach us, the language he did not teach us, and was afraid to teach us for being ridiculed in school. Um, 
so we wouldn't be ridiculed at school, I guess. But anyways, went to $225 to Thon. Uh, the Thon, T-H-O-N, Bristol or some shit. Thon, Bristol, uh, Britannica, whatever fucking uh, encyclopedia, whatever it was. I can't remember what the hotel was, but it was nice. <coughs> and then we got there, and then to go back to... Uh, um, I go back to the whole uh, diversity thing. This guy picks us up, and my son and I are cl- uh, uh, fucking button heads again. Every time we got to a new place, I mentioned this. We, fucking, we just get off the train. I'm, I'm trying to look for a goddamn Uber or Grab or whatever the hell they call them over there. Keep forgetting the name of it. Uh, I'm looking it up. I, I get a driver. The driver can't find us. We're outside of La Gare Dupont. We're fucking, uh, uh, we're outside of goddamn uh, 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 some other La Gare du, du uh, Rag. Du Rag, is that a thing? Uh, whatever, whatever station we're at, I don't know where we're at, right? We're at some fucking Gare. We're at some train station, and I'm like, all right, we're here. And then I'm looking at the guy. He's not coming. All right, he just keeps doing circles. So I fuck, cancel it, cancel that shit. So then my son takes over. I'll do it, I'll do it. And then he tells me, oh, if you just manned up. Oh, I believe that's what he told me that. And I just remembered that. We're walking down the street. We have our shitty luggage, like I've talked about many times. It's falling apart. The handle's breaking on one of them. And we're walking down these streets of Brussels. I have no clue where the fuck the hotel's at. I'm like, let's just walk. It says it's 20-minute walk, 25-minute walk. But we're tired. My daughter's tired. I'm tired. We just got off a train for 10, 11, 12 hours, whatever it is. I'm drunk. I'm feeling better. The sickness is gone. Everybody's healthy. And we're on the last leg of our trip. I got to deal with the Jews here pretty soon. Right? More debacle with the Jews. We had the Paris Betty Jew that you guys listened to a couple of weeks ago. Now we got other Brussels Jews, right? So we got we to gotta, gotta deal with that. I need rest. I got a decent hotel, 225 bucks a night. Maybe I'll hear some uh, woman getting uh, fucking uh, double teamed, DP'd next door. Maybe I'll hear it. I don't know. But maybe the walls are a little thicker in this $225 Brussels establishment. Maybe I won't hear the DP, you know? Maybe I will. I don't know. Maybe my wife will DP me. At some point, with a fucking bottle of uh, Jack and, 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 uh, and her 10-inch glass-blown dildo. Maybe that'll happen. But it didn't. It didn't. Only one can dream. Uh, but, yeah, so we find, he, he did, but he says man up. I think that's what he said. If you just manned up. And what the fuck does that mean? Getting a, getting a taxi is manning up now? So that pissed me off. And that's the time when I, like, this is restraint. This is fatherhood restraint. This is good. This is when like motherhood and fatherhood are totally different. I heard some comedian talking about that, right? That, that, that mothers have unconditional love for their children and then men have conditional love. I, that's a full-blown steal from some comedian. I can't remember who it was. Giannis Papas maybe. Uh, but he said, which is totally true. Moms, I think, do have unconditional love for their sons. And I'm starting to see this. I think I have the unconditional love for my daughter. I think there's a thing with that. Maybe, maybe that is, maybe I'm just being, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm being facetious. I don't know. I love my son. I love my daughter. But is it more like uh, value point based? But at that moment, I'm like, you motherfucker. Like when he said that to me, dad, you, you well, just man up. I just, ugh. That, that showed restraint on my part. That's when you know that I'm not an abuser. That's when you know that I have a little bit of my aggression under, uh, under wraps to a certain degree, right? I, 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 I don't have massive problem, oh, problems in that anger management realm. And I am, by the way, I am starting therapy tonight. I have my first therapy session in an hour. Yeah, I have, I have my first therapy session in an hour. Look at me grow. Look at me grow. Standing on a stage for five minutes at an open mic that nobody cares about. And I'm just trying to see in myself, do I have any talent in life to make it with anything? Do I have the fortitude, the wherewithal, 
the drive. And getting braces in July, starting the process, this $10,000 fucking process. They got to carve up my mouth at some point. They have to widen my jaw, right? And now I'm in therapy. I'm meeting with a man named Quinn Killingsworth. Is there a worse name for a therapist you could possibly think of that Kaiser, my lovely insurance, can fit me with? So if I really was a highly depressed individual on death's door, drinking, shooting pills or fucking popping pills every single day, just you know, destitute, just not knowing if I want to live. Would you set me up with someone named Mr. Killingsworth or Dr. Killingsworth? Are they doctors? I don't know. But like I said, the growth is there with me. I'm becoming the thing that I hate. Uh, Someone in therapy, someone who thinks a little bit more ethereal in nature, which I always have. But it, it, now, now it's becoming, it's, 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 it's now, now I'm, I'm budding. I, I'm fruiting. My essence is fruiting. I'm becoming fruitful. Uh, but when my son said that, I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. Ugh. And my wife could tell. Like, she's like, oh, God, here we go again. But then we get this goddamn Uber or whatever it is. It's the fanciest fucking car. It's like an Audi. Is that a nice car? I don't know. But it's a, it's a nice looking Audi. It's an Audi. We get in there. He has like stars and shit on the roof. It's like all sparkly. And it's like a Middle Eastern Persian dude. I don't know what he is. Is that Persia still a thing? Persian sounds fancier. So he's some Persian dude. And I'm sure my wife's got a heart on. Her clit's probably fucking bulging at that moment. She's like, whoa, Belgium is so diverse. I'm sure her car, she's like left a puddle behind because his car is nice. I can't afford a fucking car. This guy's an Uber driver in Brussels, Belgium. And he's, he's driving like a $60,000 car with, with a, 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 like fucking stars. He has stars on the roof. It's all like CGI and shit. Yeah, you know, it smells good in there. He's smoking a fucking hookah. He's finger banging my wife while, while I'm not looking in the darkened backseat of the starry skied galaxy. It's twinkling above me. Um, but then we get to the hotel, nice hotel, much fancier than we had in all the other places, even the Airbnbs, right? So we're like, oh, wow, I did good. And we have four nights there, I believe. The longest time we spent in Europe is for some reason Belgium. I think it's just because we're like, we, we ran out of steam. <clears throat> but it's basically only three days because we got there so late at night after that long train ride. So we settle in. My son is helping me take shit upstairs uh, on the elevator. He apologizes, which is nice, which is big of him. He's growing up. He's going to be 18 in September, right? So I'm trying to show him what a man is. What is a man? Have you guys seen that on Twitter? What a woman? What is a woman? I think it's a documentary that was made by this guy named Matt Walsh. I think I heard about him on Rogan. I didn't really like him on Rogan. Uh, I thought it came off a little arrogant and pretentious. But, you know, the, the, the documentary, which I have not watched yet, What is a Woman? And I wonder if I'm sure there's a one uh, documentary called What is a Man? And that's what I was telling my son after he called me out and be like, oh, just step up. I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. I'm like, I'm, I'm, who do you think teaches you how to step up, you shithead? Who do you think has taught you and been with you for 17 fucking years, right? There's been a lot of trials and tribulations in these 17 years. And I think you don't really appreciate your parents probably until you become a parent yourself. And you can kind of look back and be like, shit, I've been through a lot for this motherfucker. And that's what kids should appreciate when they get older. I think that's the, that's the reason to maybe uh, the sole reason to have a child, right? So you can re- reflect on your own life later on and be like, ah, shit, my parents were fucking around. Like they had a hard life too. So I don't know if my parents, they should, they, I know they did. I know, I know that I'm the mistake, most likely. I'm the last, the, the last born is all, especially the last born of like more than two. 
If you're a group of like two children and you're the second, don't go like, oh, I'm the baby. You're not the fucking baby. If you're like the last of four or more, you know you're probably like, oh, shit, fuck, another kid? You're either the mistake or you will become the mistake because like at three, four years old, the dad's going to be like, oh, fucking hey, what the hell did we do? We're, we're done. We're done. We're over the gate, over the hoop, whatever you want to call it, over the moon. I don't know what the phrase is, but you're done. You had kids. You were, you were, you, 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 your life was like smooth sailing, right? You got the last one out of diapers, and now here comes this little fucking monkey, right? Here comes this little asshole. That, I, that was me. I was an asshole coming in, like, fucking everything. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm the last. I was, the, like, the great. My dad was probably fucking, like, Clint Eastwood and fucking uh, Escape from Alcatraz. <coughs> you know, like, the bird man. He's probably like, where's the bird man? He's trying to fucking swim in shark-infested waters, making uh, inner tubes out of uh, galoshes and shit. You know, rain gear, whatever it was, ponchos. And they're like, I will, I will try. I, I will swim across shark-infested San Francisco Bay waters. I'd rather do that any day of the week than raise another child, right? He's, he's got like his, his fake head that he put in his, his, his prison bunk, you know, and the guards are like, oh, they're all sleeping. And then they escaped. I don't know if they made it. Did they get eaten by sharks like that, like that teenage guy in the Bahamas? You hear about that? 18-year-old kid jumps off a fucking cruise ship. I hope my son's not like that. <clears throat> I hope he's not that. 17, 18-year-olds, they're not, they're not the smartest. I'm 44. I'm a fucking retard, Right? But, you know, the, why would you ju- jump into shark-infested waters? I'm not going to talk about it too much because it's not much of a story. I mean, that's what he – but I don't want my son to become that. I don't want to – that's a bad statistic. Yeah, so it's like, you know, I raised you. Yeah, I made, I'm making a man. I'm trying to make – I don't even know what a man is. I don't think any father could tell his son exactly what a man is because no one knows what a man is because we can't even see what the fuck a woman is. That's what the documentary is supposedly about. I don't know. I just saw a bunch of tweets about it. So go into it. Be a chick. Have a dick. I don't care anymore. It doesn't matter. It's all controversial, right? Um, so yeah, Belgium. That was it. I mean, I don't have too much more to uh, decent food. You know, we walked around. We saw the mannequin piss. It's called a mannequin piece. You know, it's this little mannequin in Brussels where my father roamed the streets looking up at statues of little men pissing. It's just, you know, I remember seeing it years ago in like 2004 or whatever it was when my wife and I went to Brussels and met some of the same relatives that we met this time as well, or re-met then this time. Uh, you know, oh, we got to see the mannequin piece. You got to see it. And it, it, it's, it's, it's just like the Little Mermaid uh, off the coast of Denmark. You know, the Little Mermaid, she's white, but she's brass, but she's the white version of Little Mermaid in Denmark. The Hans Christian Andersen one, whatever, maybe they'll build another one. It's all the aerial anal probe. Remember, they're doing that now, Disney. Disney is now starting to make sex toys. The aerial anal probe is good for any race, any, any uh, demographic, all right, male or female, black or white, trans or non-trans. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, the Little Mermaid off the coast of, of Copenhagen in Denmark, I was like, nah, that's it? It's just a little fucking, it's like, meh, meh. It's like this little fucking statue just sitting there right on the coast. So the mannequin piss is the same thing. <clears throat> it's just a little boy pissing. It's a fountain, right? And he's pissing right on his little dick. Right on his little dick. You know, I'm, I'm looking at him like, nah, you know, this little cherub kid. He's got a little dick like me. I'm not cheruby, but I got a little dick. And it's just pissing. And I guess there's a mannequin uh, uh, piss somewhere else. It's like a, the, the chick version, the woman version. She's pissing. She's sitting down and pissing. So, of course, Brussels... In Europe, in general, being more progressive than America, they knew the backlash that they would have of a brass statue of a little boy pissing into a fountain with pigeon shit on him. You know, the pigeons are probably sucking the dick. Whatever they, I'm sure the female pigeons are just fucking the dick. They're just like backing that feather, that 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 tail feather back up, 
right? Whatever they do. And uh, but now they they were so progressive. They they like I said, they knew the 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 protests that were gonna ha- that were gonna happen. They knew how these feminine feminists, these activists, these white middle aged women who would look nothing more than a Turkish cock in their mouth. You know, they knew that they were going to get the backlash, so they made a mannequin, mannequin piss, whatever the female version, mannequika? Um, uh, uh, I don't even know what you would call it. What is mannequin? What's a, what's a feminine? I see my dad didn't fucking teach me French. So the female version, she's pissing. She's sitting down, whatever. But you know, then we saw it. My daughter's like, <laughs> she, she's laughing. She's 10 years old now, nine at that point. She's laughing. Ah, there's a kid pissing. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's nice. It's good to see. I took my requisite pigeon picture, you know, of, of him getting the pigeon getting fucked by the mannequin piss. And then we had to get a Belgian waffle, right? That's all. If I wanted just to put, you know, Belgium and Brussels in general, we went to Bruges. You know, that's a nice city. Rivers, there's rivers and shit, and there's beer. You know, it's good beer, decent food, nice place. You know, it's just Europe in general. Um, uh, if I was going to say anything about it's like uh, waffles. Right? You got to get the fucking waffle. And we got the waffles. And it, this is what, right by the mannequin piss, it's just like waffle central. There's waffle, waffles everywhere. And the fries with mayonnaise and shit, right? You got a kid dick on a fountain. You got to get waffle fries with fucking schmegma with mayonnaise. You got to get that. Then you got to get the waffles. And we, we went to a waffle shop and I'm just looking. I'm just I'm window shopping while my son goes in to get a couple of waffles for himself and my daughter. Our da- uh, my daughter. Not his daughter. But uh, there's was, there was waffles in this window that was in the shape of a dick. There's a waffle shaped like a dick. And right next to it was a waffle shaped like a pussy. What was I talking about earlier? Sex toys. Do you see how I can fucking call back to all this shit? That's why I'm going to be a comedian. I can call back to something I said 34 minutes ago, right? I didn't, even, I didn't plan this. But there was, a, there was a waffle in the shape of a cock just standing right there. I'll show you the picture. You, you can't see. I can't find a fucking camera that works for this goddamn podcast. Nobody watches. Nobody would watch anyways. But the idea of this cock-shaped waffle, and right next to it, there's a pussy-shaped waffle. And my daughter didn't notice. My son's like, <laughs> you know, me and him are over the hump uh, of him, him, him calling me a pussy or whatever he said. You know, oh, we got a man up. You know, we're over that. He's in his waffle. I'm staring at a fucking dick waffle. He's staring at a pussy waffle. It's all the same. It's we're all we're all obsessed with sex toys. But what would I don't know? That would be interesting. Do you put do you put like whipped cream on the end of the dick? Do you put like strawberry jam in the pussy? I don't know why. That'd be weird. Or do you have like some sort of creme? Do you put some like creme de la creme in the pussy? Because that is that what comes out. I don't know what kind of blood. That gets out of, that'd be strawberry jam, right? Menstruation, a couple of like specks of, 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 of uh, I don't know, something crusty. What would that be? A chocolate chip? I don't know. A chocolate cheap? Is that what we say in Brussels? Chocolate cheap? You know, the, uh, the, what's funny about Brussels, if you didn't know this already, if your history is just fucking vague, uh, you know, they have Flemish and they have uh, the Walloons, I believe. Is that, or is that the French side? I don't know. See, I'm not that good at it. But I know they have the Flemish side, the Danish side, and they have the French-speaking side. And I don't, they don't get along. So you even see in a place that is so uh, demographically progressive, is that, that's not a phrase, but that, that's just a, kind of a heightened sense of purpose in life. They have the, the, the boy mannequin piss, and then they have the female mannequin piss in a, in a shittier part of the city, mind you, most likely. Not in the tourist section. They had to probably put it in the fucking in, 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 in the ghetto if they have one. Uh, probably wherever they had the Jews go during World War II, where my dad was probably hiding. That's where they had the, the crouching chick, uh, you know, pissing. Uh, but right, right in the same realm, you know, they, 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 have the, they have the cock waffle and they have the pussy waffle, but they can't get along on language. 
the, 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 they don't like the French and the Flemish. Is that it? Is that the, the French speakers and the non-French speakers? They don't get along. You know, you see things in, 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 in uh, is it Danish? No, it's Dutch. You see things in Dutch and you see things in French in, in Belgium. I don't know either of them. But I know my, my family that I met who invited us to dinner one time uh, while, while we were there, which is fairly awkward. We, I met them 20 years ago. You know, older, older now. Uh, they speak French, but I think there's a little bit of discrepancy uh, of where they speak French. I think there's some problems sometimes when they travel to other sections of Brussels. Then I met it with a couple of other cousins, a little bit younger, around my age. Right? We got some beers in the hotel. We're having trouble meeting up. For whatever reason, Jews are hard to meet up with. Maybe it's from our history, not, not my personal, you know, I'm only half Jewish, but maybe it's from the history uh, of Jews being persecuted. But they're hard to meet up with. Uh, they're, they're, they're pushy. Not always. I'm just being generalized here, and that this is a generalization of my own family. When are you going to be here, Josh? What time are you going to come, Josh? Can we see you tomorrow, Josh? I don't know who you are. No offense. You're like 80 years old. I met some of you 20 years ago. These other ones, the younger ones, were pretty easy to meet up with. We met their kids, talked to each other, had a drink in our hotel where we're staying. But I don't know these other people. I don't know how you're related to me. All right? So, no, I don't know where I'm going to be. I'm going to Bruges. I had to lie to family I don't know. I don't mind lying to the family I do know. I lie all the time. I make it a living to lie to my wife at least once a week about something. Oh, Josh, did you do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I took care of it. No, I didn't take care of it. Oh, did you get therapy today? Oh, yeah, yeah, I called them. Didn't call. But I finally did. I eventually will. But I just lie to get things. It's a little white lies. You know, they're not like, oh, Josh, did you fuck that girl? No, I didn't do that. But I would never do that. But I wouldn't lie about it. Right? They're little white lies. But I'm lying to people now. I don't, I don't feel good about lying to people I don't know. Oh, can we see you tomorrow? No. No, we can't. We're on a train right now. I'm sorry. So I have to lie to these people that I don't know that was set up in the first place in a strange way. Oh, we're coming to Brussels. Just because we're coming to a city doesn't mean we have to see everybody that we do not know. I wouldn't put that on anybody. If I was living in where I live right now and I had family from fucking uh, Bolivia or some shit coming to visit, they oh, we have to, we have to make time. I'd be like, I don't want to see them. I don't know who the fuck these people are, but I gotta be, I gotta remember that these people are 80 in their 80s now. That's all they have is to, to look back on their lives and think, like, oh, we never met them. And we're nice people. They wanna see our kids. We had a lovely dinner. It was fine. But just to get there was a little bit of a trial and tribulation. And again, there's that fucking language barrier. All right. There's that language barrier right there. But at least what Brussels has is, 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 is cock waffles. They got pussy waffles, they got pissing fountains. All right. And this is why it's so important to travel, because without it, there is no there is no comedy. Right. Without it, there is no fodder for life. Right. There's nothing to really discuss and to talk about. And that was basically it. That was our time in Belgium. And then after that, we went to London a couple of days in London. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. A couple more fights with the sun. You know, we got the, the fucking the smallest hotel room in history. At the end of it, we went from like the two hundred and twenty five dollar posh belgian brussels belgium hotel they had a restaurant inside they had a gym it was it was well maintained a big room my wife and i slept on like a king-size bed my son and daughter had also a king-size pull-out bed that was just as comfortable as our bed there was a refrigerator there was room service if we wanted to a big giant window that would look at that looked out onto the busy streets of brussels 
And if my wife and I were alone, we would keep the windows open and I would stick a waffle shaped, uh, a dick shaped waffle right up her with a Turkish man with the sparkly galaxy car standing right over the bed and washing us. And that's all we did in Belgium. All right. That was it. And I'm almost there, almost to London. I'll fucking finish this thing up finally at some point. Comedy tomorrow night. Patreon. If my five listeners are listening, I still have a Patreon. Tell somebody about it. I need money. I need cash. I need something to get me forward in life. I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.